0: Hello and welcome back to the underscore NBA news podcast. It is October twenty first at eleven fifty one a.m. It is Sunday, and this is the first one we've done in about two months. So we are glad to be back. I'm your host David Bernhauer. Follow me on Twitter at David of Bernauer, and alongside me is co as our co-host, a man who just finished marching band season. It's Duncan White. I'm very exhausted. I'm sure you are, Duncan. You can follow him on Twitter as well at HyperHurst14. And you can also follow the podcast on Twitter at the underscore NBA News Pod. And if you want to get NBA News every single day, head on over to Instagram and follow our account there, the underscore NBA News. So, as I said, we've missed about two months now because we've just been busy doing stuff involving school and whatnot, but we're back at the start of the NBA season, to talk a little bit about the Rockets and Lakers game last night and the brawl that happened there, some of the surprise teams across the league, the Jimmy Butler drama up north in Minnesota, and even farther up north, Kawhi Leonard with the Raptors, some rookies who have looked good, some rookies who have looked bad, maybe some other surprise players, and we'll talk a little bit about my magic and Duncan's Bulls. So to start out, we'll talk about that Rockets and Lakers game that I didn't stay up and watch, because I'm not staying up super late to watch a West Coast game involving LeBron, but Duncan did so he can tell us all about it. Well, not everything,
1: uh, but I did watch most of that game last night. Um, it was a playoff type atmosphere in the Staples Center, uh, obviously because you know now with LeBron going to LA and facing one of the top Western Conference teams in the Rockets, it was obviously going to be a very tough game for both teams. And as the game went along, it just got more chippy and both teams started to really go at each other, especially at the end. Um, and with close games, you have Rondo on the floor and then you also CP three on the floor, both really two great competitors. They're going to go at each other and things happen. Um, Before the whole brawl started, uh, I think we're just going to go through a little bit of our analysis of just the game in general, Uh, starting with just the fact that the Rockets are shooting more threes than ever, and that's not a surprise. Um, And this is like the first time we could really talk about how the Lakers look with LeBron so far this season, and um, all I could say is that what I thought was going to happen has been happening. Uh, They have not... Won a game yet, but, you know, don't overreact. Um, before the whole fight thing happened, though, CP3 and James Harden were basically wrecking the Lakers inside, and that's just not, you know, that's not unusual. They need a big man. Yeah. uh, I will say JaVale McGee has done a good job with the Lakers so far, Um, but, again, the main issue with him is stamina, so he can't stay on the floor for a good amount of time. And when the Lakers go to that small ball lineup with Kuzma at the 5 or LeBron at the 5, whichever one, I don't even know, they just get wrecked inside. And any time the Rockets get that switch where Kuzma starts guarding CP3 or James Harden, it's over. They It's always a foul or it's an inside bucket or it's a crossover and a three in your face. So Lakers, I'm not really liking the small ball lineup so far this year, but again, we'll just see later on. And for the Lakers on the offensive end, I do like Rondo and LeBron so far together. I think they have played actually very well. Um, and Rondo has become a better shooter. And just having both those guys on the floor at the same time, you have two great playmakers that know where to get, put the ball, and it looks really good. Alonzo um, has not really shown much, but uh, again, he's coming off injury, so we're going to give him a pass. Um so then we get to the fight, and David has seen the fight at least. Yeah, I have seen the fight. Um, it, was, it was like an actual fight. Yeah, first time in a while since punches have actually been landed yeah. in the NBA. Uh, but I'll give my initial thoughts, and I'll go put it over to David. Uh, but it all started with Brandon Ingram for shoving James Harden, because James Harden got the foul call, and James was complaining about how he should have—it should have been an and one because um, the official called it on the floor, but he never picked up his dribble. But Ingram fouled him, and he, he laid it in with the officials like on the floor. So Harden was already complaining to the official. Harden
0: complains about everything, right?
1: But Brandon Ingram was just so sick and tired of, of his complaining, I guess, and just came up and just shoved Harden for absolutely no reason. <laughs> Harden was just like, "What the heck?" Ingram got a tech called on him immediately. So that was the first thing that happened, and so. It looked like everything was just dead, though, after that. Because, you know, they called the technical foul. They, they, the players kind of split split up a, a little bit. Then all of a sudden, just randomly, with no camera on it, CP3 and Rondo started hitting each other. <laughs> and then Brandon Ingram, when that all happens, just yeah, came he in started and started throwing, throwing more punches. It was just like, oh, God, all right. Um, and reports have said that CP3 said that Rondo spit in his face. I have not really seen that specifically, but I did see CP3 wipe his face before he... Yeah, like, I saw that on Twitter. Rondo in the eye. um yeah, like three stooges there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I do expect suspensions come in at some point today because Rockets played tonight against the Clippers. Um, and I expect Brandon Ingram to get the worst punishment for all that because, one, he initiated everything... Yeah. Two, he started throwing more punches. So he was in both of those issues. Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he gets, like, three games suspension for that because you, you can't have that on the floor. And today's a big game, obviously. Um, and then the Rockets pulled off the win. Uh, and it just kind of showed that LeBron's Lakers just don't have enough at this point to even come close to being a top-tier Western Conference team.
0: Yeah. The only things I've seen from that game were that the Rockets won and that fight. And from what I saw on Twitter, I think I think the Rockets like announcers said that they'd seen Chris Paul like get spat on by Rondo. Maybe I just yeah. made that up in my head. I I know I saw that that uh, Chris Paul had got spat on, yeah. supposedly by Rondo, and then Chris Paul kind of started it. But I mean, you could really argue Rondo did by spitting on him yeah. supposedly, and. It was really nice to see NBA players actually connect on a few punches. <laughs> yeah, because every time every time you see a brawl like this, nobody ever actually connects on their punches. And when they do, it's not like a hard punch either. Right. Like they just barely connect. You don't feel anything because it's like at the very end of your punch going through. But I mean there that was that was cool to see. I like. <laughs> I mean, Marcin Gorta, a few years ago, said that uh, we need more fights in the NBA and that the NBA should let players fight until someone ends up on the ground like in hockey. And, uh,
1: obviously, the NBA just wants to protect their players, yeah. but like I want to see more competition and more people like actually caring in the game. Instead of just
0: like, oh, we're all friends. Yeah, I, I would like that, too. But, but it's because the whole AAU thing. Yeah. People play with, with and against each other. Mm-hmm. It's well speaking of that though uh mo bamba on twitter day after opening night for the magic when they played the heat uh uh dwayne wade's son commented on mo bamba's post saying like hey good win today whatever and he just said hey bud or like pal and mo bamba's like haha like when i see you next time i'm gonna be able to say that i played against your pops back when you were little and <laughs> stuff like that yeah So that was a funny moment because like they probably like grew up maybe a little bit playing together i don't think they're that close in age, I don't know how old. Yeah,
1: I'm not really sure how old. Dwayne Wade's old.
0: kids are, but they clearly know each other well enough to be like, "Hey, what's up?" And then Dwayne Wade's probably like older than both of them combined. <laughs> yeah, I think there's Vince Carter. I want to say there's like I forgot. I think yeah, I was against the Knicks. It was like Alonzo Trier and somebody else was like double teaming Vince Carter, and Vince Carter is older than both of them combined. <laughs> That's just insane <laughs> to think about. Yeah. <laughs> Like he's been playing in the NBA longer than they have been alive.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And it, um, is maybe this is Vince Carter's last year? I don't know. Probably he's gonna play until he's fifty. Yeah. And then you know, Dwayne Wade's obviously retiring this year. After this year, so we got a farewell t- tour for him. Uh, let's move on though. Yeah. To let's, got distracted there. Yeah. Surprise teams so far. Dave and I have both agreed that the Pelicans. Yes. Have so far looked. Really good. Um, they scored 149 points against the Sacramento Kings. It's was a night. franchise record. Yeah, and it's been a while since we've seen a team get into the 140 points and almost 150 points in a game. Without going to overtime. Right. Um, so, Anthony Davis looks, uh, like, awesome. And if he just doesn't get injured, he could easily be MVP this year. Um, and it almost looks, like... Remember how when Boogie went out, they started playing their best basketball? Like It looks almost the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. And with Miritich going for at least 30 so far each night. (laughs) Yeah. uh, And Julius Randle looks great off the bench. Mm -hmm. That looks like a great move for the Pelicans. They look really good right now. Um, Alfred Payne has got a triple-double already this year. That mean, uh, that means
0: literally nothing.
1: <laughs> but he had a triple double. Oh my day. gosh. But he he is
0: playing perfectly into that rondo role from last year. Um, yeah, so, which I saw him doing. Yeah, but I don't know if he has the defense to be Rondo, just from what I've seen watching yeah. him for four years as a Magic fan.
1: But the Pelicans have still playing with that up tempo
0: offense, and it looks really good. Yeah, Alfred's good with an up tempo offense, yeah. especially on the fast break, because he's a he is a gifted passer. Yeah, absolutely, um, which is the only reason he's in the NBA. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My only concern is with this type of offense. Like it looks great right now. It's just can you keep up with this for all eighty two games? Yeah, and. But you're gonna get tired. I don't know how many minutes Anthony Davis played, but even if you play just 30 minutes like that, you're gonna get tired pretty Mm -hmm. quickly. So if if the Pelicans keep up this play, like you know, they're gonna win a lot of games. Um, And I like what Alvin Gentry did against the Rockets. He made some good offensive decisions to put Anthony Davis in the post. So if they keep it up like this, they're gonna be in the middle of the entire Western Conference pack, um, but should definitely be, you know, in the playoffs and probably a higher seed than seven or eight. Yeah. Um, And obviously, they swept Portland last year, so I like they should be pretty good in that Western Conference. Um, And then obviously, we have the Hornets. Yeah, the so Hornets have been a quiet surprise. I haven't been, seen a lot of people talking about them. Mm-hmm. They won the game last night with a Kemba Walker free throw. Um, he got fouled with 0.5 seconds left, uh, and it was a foul. I'll, I'll say that. But I, I've just been surprised, I guess, because I didn't expect the Hornets to be good at all. I mean, it's, what is it, three games now? But, I mean, it, it just, I didn't expect the Hornets to even make the playoffs this year.
0: Yeah, and I it, really didn't either. Yeah, I should have known better with James Borrego as their head coach <laughs> coming out of that Coach Pop coaching tree. I guess <laughs> I, I still think they need to trade Kemba at some point because I don't think they're going to be able to keep up trade like this trade into the magic we could use a point guard but Kemba says he wants to
1: stay there so I mean this is dumb like they just have too many wings that just don't do enough like oh
0: they did enough against the magic I, I, well <laughs> uh, yeah like, but I mean that's, that's more like
1: just Kemba so I don't know let's see What what did no that's the wrong game yeah that is yeah I won't hit that one.
0: Yeah, you're looking at yeah, Charlotte and Milwaukee. Yeah, Kemba
1: they, um, uh, against Milwaukee, you know, they lost. He had 41 points. Oh, well,
0: there goes one of my trivia questions. <laughs> oh,
1: okay, there you go. <laughs> I have to um, think of
0: something now.
1: <laughs> and then against Orlando, Kemba had 26. And, sure uh, felt
0: like he had more.
1: Next person that had a close amount of points was Nick, Nicholas Batum with 15. Yeah,
0: I made like 5,000 three
1: pointers. Oh, my God. So it's just basically Kemba at this point. Um, Mikel Bridges hasn't really, or Mikel, Miles Bridges hasn't really shown much. I mean, he had 15 really? against Orlando. It's like, okay, so the game I watched against Orlando, yeah, he, he looked pretty good. We heard about him in preseason, because like, I, I didn't like him, I didn't really like what I saw in Summer League from him. He looked like he wasn't really into it defensively. He looked better in preseason, and again, I just haven't heard about him. So it's like the whole Michael Kinyokas thing, it's like, yeah. he's, you see the flashes and then, Michael Kiyokas doesn't have a jump shot.
0: No. Somehow. Uh, It doesn't even seem like he's working to improve
1: it either. No. He had one. uh, They had a preseason game against the Bulls. And I saw Michael Kiyokas take a 15-footer wide open. And he airballed it. And I'm like. my god. Okay. (laughs) And that's the reason why the Hornets aren't going to get anywhere. is because they don't have that wing Mm. player that's going to help them. It's a good thing that he's good on defense. (laughs) Yeah. So. But so far they've looked good. And. Will it stay like that? I don't know. I mean, they lost to Milwaukee, which Milwaukee's looking pretty good.
0: Yeah, with Giannis, oh my God. He had like, what, 26, 18, 5, or 8, something like that. Something ridiculous against the Hornets, who almost came back. They only lost by one against the Bucks.
1: Yeah, but again, it's all just because of Kemba, so... I I feel like you're in a weird spot if you're Charlotte because you look good right now, but again, I, you haven't faced Boston yet. You haven't faced Philly yet, so like you, you haven't faced those top three teams in the in the East, and you're really not gonna go anywhere. So. No. And you lost to Milwaukee, who I say they're fourth, maybe third seed. So yeah. it's like you're gonna start losing games at the, at some point because. I mean, you beat the Heat because of a free throw, and that's because Miami, I think, came back in that game. So, I don't know. They've looked good so far. Let's just enjoy that, I guess.
0: Yeah. They've, they've looked pretty good. I love James Borrego as a head coach. I'm happy he has a position there. I He see- used to be an assistant coach with my magic, and then he was an interim head coach after Jacques Vaughn got yeah. fired. Then he went back to the Spurs as an assistant for a few years. Mm-hmm. I will say that I like what James Rigo has done to move Kid
1: Yokers to the bench. Because mm-hmm. last year, they, they tried Batum at the two, and yeah, then Kid Yokers at the three. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's not going to work. Um, And so now with Jeremy Lamb starting, I like that much better because Walker has more space. Mm-hmm. So, but more room to operate. Yeah, and Jeremy Lamb looks so far pretty good. Yeah, so. Jeremy
0: Lamb's pretty, pretty good. Yep. Tr- finally proving his worth after the James Harden trade. Yeah, my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um. So, how about that Uh, that that Jimmy Butler, though? Yes. Quested, he, he requested a trade about a month ago, and it still has not yet been granted. Yeah. So, what's the first time we were actually able to talk about this? Yeah. First time I've been able to talk about Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy G Buckets, the G stands for gets. Yeah. Big time players make big time plays. So David and I, when we first heard about this, we both agreed that like Jimmy
1: was like, or we should have said this: Tibbs needs to trade him. Like it it just came. Like we both agreed at that point. We're like Tibbs needs needs to get rid of Jimmy right now, because if you keep him, his value goes down, and you're you're just gonna let him walk in free agency if you don't trade him. So we were like, if you're Tibbs, you better not hold out on this. But he said that he wasn't gonna trade him. Yet Which is just dumb, and yet the owner is like trade him. So yeah, Glenn Taylor's uh, yeah. like, "Hey, trade him, or I will." <laughs> <laughs> Granted, though, Glenn Taylor doesn't know a lot about basketball, no. so I mean, like, you can kind of see where Tibbs is coming from, but yeah. again, I I just thought, man, you better trade him. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't. You're not getting anywhere um, with towns of Wiggins not really improving as much, so I don't see you getting really anywhere in the West. Um, then obviously we, you, you, everyone should have heard about the practice. He came in, yeah. took the
0: third strings yeah. versus the starters and won. Destroyed them. Yeah. Trash talk towns and Wiggins, which Wiggins seemed to be fine with. And that's an issue. He like fist bumped Jimmy Butler at like right before Butler left. And I guess that's cause he's Canadian and the stereotype is that they're nice to people. I don't, I don't know. Or and I guess Wiggins doesn't have that competitive fire in him to be like, "Hey, you shouldn't come in here and be talking trash to all of us." Well, that that's the issue. And we need to we should have beaten you <laughs> instead of you taking the third stringers like Luol Dang and like Darius Johnson Odom and whoever else. Guys who, who don't play. Yeah, guys who aren't going to play and beating the starters pretty much. Plus, whoever I would assume like sixth man would be because Jimmy Butler would be a starter. And this is. Ugh, I don't
1: it, like that. That's it's just issue. a
0: really bad look. That's the issue
1: with the Timberwolves though, like because Wiggins just doesn't have that competitive <laughs> fire, and if that doesn't if that stays like that, they're gonna have issues. And Towns no, has changing, just, yeah. And Towns, as good as he is offensively, there was a game already this year. He only had like eight points. Well, he like, kind of
0: froze him out of the offense.
1: Well, again, though, that's on that's on Tibbs, but like it's also on Towns though because. He isn't calling for the ball. He just doesn't want it. And he took, I think, six shots or something that night. Yeah, and he it's had, like six or eight shots. Yeah, and that and they had six other players take more shots than him. Yeah,
0: and you can't have that from yeah. your argu- arguably number one and for sure number two guy.
1: Yeah, and it's just like... That's the issue with the Tim Wolves right now. And they lost last night to Dallas without Jimmy Butler playing. I don't know why he even rested him, but... You know. So it
0: doesn't get hurt so they can trade him? But I don't, don't know. But they're
1: not trading him. They've already pulled a plug on that. So It's just so messed up in in Minnesota right now. So I, I don't – like. I the reports came out from Woj what the actual proposal from the Heat was, and I'm like,
0: I don't know why you didn't even accept that. Yeah, I think the – well, what I read from – I think it was Woj, it was Woj or Chris Haynes that obviously I saw that the offer on the table that was supposed to be agreed to was Kelly Olenek. Josh Richardson and a protected first rounder, which I would assume would be like top three protected, maybe right. for this year, in exchange for Jimmy Butler, and then it was like almost a done deal. And then Tibbs and wanted then, more, and then during like when they're like is like they're pretty much like exchanging medicals, which is like you know just generic stuff that you do before a trade, and then last second Tibbs is like, no, I want more stuff from you guys. I want and more it picks, com- yeah, and it completely fell apart. Yeah. Which and, I guess I'm glad he didn't go to Miami because, I mean, we'd be facing, he'd be facing the Magic four times a year and that yeah. would those would be automatic L's for us. I
1: guess, yeah. But, hey, I mean, I'm just like, if you're Tibbs, man, I don't know why you didn't accept that because what else are you going to get at this point? No, one, no one, like, Jimmy's probably going to go to one of, like, the top teams. So, like, if, if like, no one else is going to really trade for them because he, they know, like, oh, he's just going to come free agency then. yeah. The two have no leverage at this point. Yeah, so. they
0: really have none. But, and the practice thing seemed completely staged to oh, me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, maybe ESPN, like, didn't know what was going to go down, but Jimmy definitely told him that, hey, something's going to gonna come, happen. <laughs> yeah, something's going to happen. Come to Minnesota and cover it. Yeah. Because there's no way that you're able to get a sit down interview with Jimmy Butler, like, two hours after reports come oh, up absolutely. of this happened at practice. Yeah, absolutely. This <laughs> is like, Mm, I guess I got a good scoop there, though.
1: But I mean, hey, like the the Timberwolves <laughs> needed that, though. Like my God, they they what they're not performing well. They clearly a lot of them just don't have the heart. And Jimmy's just like, you guys are are, are not playing what how you should be playing. Like he even explained how Wiggins has like a godlike ability with the long arms, the big hands, athletic Seriously ability. does and then wasted potential. Towns has the most talent offensively. And has the quick feet and could be such a good defender, and yet none, of the, neither of them are really improving at this point. Um, granted, Towns is an all-star. But yeah, Wiggins is nowhere near an all-star. No, it's that, and that's where Jimmy gets upset. So, and I was like saying, why would you want to leave Towns? Like, especially because he he's gonna get better. I'm like, I don't even think he's gonna get that much better
0: at this point. I mean, like. He did post like twenty five and twelve last season. Right, but again, though, it's like even just like in general, if you even are at the top of your game, it's hard to improve on that. Yeah, which I guess you could say. Well, I'm like, well, if he's only in his like fourth year, or I guess his third year last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was his third season. Last, well, if he's only in his third season doing that, imagine how much better he could be. But realistically, like you're not gonna score more than thirty points a game. I
1: think the other thing though was just like. When you hear players talk about who's who's the best center in the league, like at this point, like Towns doesn't come up in that conversation. Right, that that's where it comes. That's where it comes down to because it's. I think that's where Jimmy's thinking. Like, oh, well, at this point, Towns should be almost the best center in the league. But then you have Joel Embiid now,
0: and who's absolutely taking over that. And it's just like, oh no, I I have to see. How DeMarcus Cousins comes back, because uh, I yeah. do think Boogie is better than Embiid when he was with the Pelicans before the Achilles injury, but yeah. right now, it's it's, it's, Embiid. it's Embiid. Right. And
1: Towns comes nowhere near Embiid's level. Like, that's just how it is. And then, if you throw an AD, which, again,
0: he's playing center now. Yeah, I think he's, he's like, like not modern-day Tim Duncan, because their play styles aren't exactly the same. Right. But where he's listed as a power forward, but plays the majority of his time at center, center. like Tim Duncan did yeah. with the Spurs the majority of his career. Well, at yeah, the later later part of his career, yeah, um, but it's like, if you put
1: AD in as a center, then again, then obviously he's he's better than B. Yeah, AD better than. But B. it's just like, well, Towns comes nowhere near AD. No, it's nowhere close. So that that's where I think the issue is coming into play because Towns just doesn't do it defensively, and Tibbs is a defensive coach, and
0: like Jimmy thinks he's the only def- defensive guy in the team at this point. Yeah. Who actually cares, I should say. Like, it was the NBA GM survey that comes out every year. And every single season, the biggest question is, like, if you could choose one player in the NBA to start a franchise with, who would you choose? And last year was by far and away Carl Anthony Towns was the guy. Right. And I don't even think he got a single vote this year from NBA so. GMs. Yeah. And I think it was Giannis who was Giannis the leader. Was the, yeah, leader. And deservingly so. Like, self. you go from being the top guy and not even getting a vote. That's an issue. Yeah, like... You you can't you can't be having that. Yeah. And It. it I understand he didn't do very well in the playoffs because it's his first playoff series. But and Capella's is just great defensively too. But even still, when the Rockets go small, like you have to take advantage of that. Yeah. Like you have to take advantage of having PJ Tucker at center. Yeah. And he didn't do that. So who's <laughs> listed as like what? Like six six. But I mean, he's like yeah. six three six four. Yeah, six four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does a good job rebounding for such a small yeah. guy, but it's just like, again, though, no,
1: Todd, you're seven foot. You got to go at him, but whatever. It's fine. Um, Basically, I still think the Timberwolves need to trade Jimmy Butler, but
0: yeah. I don't think the practice thing actually helped his trade value. I think it made it lower. Like as a fan, that was awesome to see and hear about, but I think if anything it, the Timberwolves just
1: go? Just, it just showed like I think Jimmy just wanted to show the league how bad the Timberwolves organization is at this point. I mean, it, it could have killed his trade value, but I mean, if Jimmy's just like, you know what, if if I can leave after this season, I'm gone, and he's, I can go anywhere. He's gone. Yeah. So, it's like, if you don't trade me, so what? I'll just be gone anyway. Let me just show how bad this organization is so mm-hmm. no one comes here, and I'll just be going to New York or somewhere
0: else like that. I don't... So like, like, everyone's talking about like Jimmy Butler being like super hyper-competitive, but his list of destinations isn't teams that are necessarily... Like, good championship contending teams. And even oh, if you add them to the... them, they don't become championship contenders still. Because, like, the, what? The Clippers, the Nets, and the Knicks, right? Right. Like, if you add them to any of those teams, they're still not championship contenders. So but it seems to me more that Jimmy Butler just wants to be the number one guy in a big market. True.
1: And if he wants to go win, though, but if you look at the teams that that could that are at the top, Celtics, Raptors, 76ers, they don't really have the space at the moment to just bring him in yeah 76ers will have that cap space but again though does he want to be playing along ben simmons like and not always have the ball but uh, that's a that's an another question but he, he's not going to the celtics wants to do a trade which if i'm the celtics i wouldn't do at this no, point i wouldn't want the to raptors have no cap up. space at all they already traded their best player yeah, for a, a pretty good guy at this point um yeah. So well, we'll move on to that topic. But if you're Jimmy, like you're not, you're, he probably sees you're not, you're, he's not going to the Rockets or Golden State. So he, he if go anything, to Golden
0: State do the boogie. Yeah. Mid-level exception. Oh my gosh.
1: Um, <laughs> but he's probably seeing, you know, next year when Porzingis is healthy, he's going to be a pretty good player to, be Next to, like, yeah, that's gonna be a good team. Like, the
0: like, the Knicks are like the only one where I could see if they have like the two superstars with Chris Dobbs and Jimmy Butler, yeah. that a third guy would want to come in and then they could surround those guys with some talent.
1: The, uh, but that, even
0: then, they I still don't know if they're like immediately contenders. And uh, I just because the Celtics and Raptors
1: are so good, I think he's also depending on the free agency to 2019 because Knicks, Nets, and Clippers all have space for two max free agents for this upcoming free agency. So that's the reason why he's probably depending on that. He's probably yeah. saying, all right, you know, maybe if I go to the Knicks, maybe we do get KD or something like that. I don't think it's going to happen, but, you no. know, there's always a chance, right? So KD should go back to OKC. I disagree, but OK. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to the Raptors
0: and how have they looked so um, far? Well, first of all, I I love their... Uh, pre-game intro they had oh, yeah. against the celtics i don't know if you saw i didn't see that that gave me goosebumps watching that yeah that was great i wish it, i wish i could make something it, like that.
1: it really did show that they're committed to kawaii like they are all committed to kawaii at this point and they have to be and i think Kawhi is actually really starting to consider yeah he, he, if he stays in the east it's so much easier to get to the finals yeah
0: and paul and like Kind of like like can that like the Raptors made a huge risk trading for Kawhi with one year left on the deal and all those rooms they wanted to go to LA. Right. But so did the Thunder last year with Paul George and Paul George recently came out and said like if I didn't get traded to the Thunder, I was going to leave Indy and go to LA. Yeah. Like it was done deal. He was off to LA. Mm-hmm. But the Thunder managed to convince him to stay. Surprisingly, after that season, they I don't know what they did to Paul George. They got rid of Melo. That's basically it. <laughs> That was just a disaster last season. Oh, I think they'll be better this year. but, yeah, but Raptors, be Raptors yeah, though. Yeah, but with the Raptors though, I think they're banking on the same type of thing with Kawhi. Like he'll, he'll the city will really like embrace him, and he'll love him back. Oh yeah. Right. And it's just like you're pretty much guaranteed a spot in the conference finals.
1: Oh, definitely. At this point, yeah. Because I uh, don't trust the seventy six years when MB goes out the game. But, like, the Raptors look so good right now, and I'm, like, actually really
0: shocked how well Kawhi's fit in yeah. immediately. I think last night or night before he had, like, 33 points and 10 rebounds. Yeah, and he's he's averaging, like, 12 rebounds a game
1: already, and he's still putting up Kawhi Leonard points. Yeah, Like, he's already got back to that, his usual form mm-hmm. before he got the whole injury and drama that all happened, so... I, I, to be honest, like, I didn't really expect it to be that quick. Like yeah. he, he's just all of a sudden it's just he's fit right in. Him and Lowry are playing great. It's just like wow, all right, and they beat the Celtics. So that's, again,
0: it's early, but that's already a big, that's like a big win. Yeah, that's huge. So uh, still three more games left to them this season, which I plan on watching because I had no idea that they're playing <laughs> yeah. Friday night. I forgot about that too, but <laughs> it it
1: was shocking. To, to see that immediately, um, but I think the Celtics will like, I mean, the Celtics are like basically everyone's adjusting right now. If you're the Celtics, because you brought back Irving and Hayward, who both are coming off injury, and then a lot of players moved to the bench again, so they're all kind of just like all over the place. Well, when it feels
0: weird, yeah, you know?
1: but like, and the Raptors, they've had they still had their same bench units last year, except for yeah, same bench mob, except for. Jakob Purtle, yeah. So it they're all like replaceable, yeah. They're all comfortable. I think if you're the Raptors right now, so we'll definitely have to watch that matchup though coming into the later part of the season. Because I definitely think that's the Eastern Conference Finals,
0: but then it's just who's going to win it. And then and then the winner of the Eastern Conference Finals earns the right to lose to the Warriors yeah, in five games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well,
1: pretty much. Yeah, and uh, I I think both. Teams like if you're the Celtics, you're in a better position because you're probably like, okay, we still have next year. Like, you know, yeah. Irving said he's gonna resign, yeah. so you're like, we can lose this year if we need to. Yeah, let's just wait for Tatum and Brad to get even better, mm-hmm. and then we're good. If you're the Raptors, if you keep playing this way, you're probably feeling better about yourself because Leonard's probably gonna resign. I mean, I, I don't know
0: if you're Leonard, why go out west at this point? Like, yeah. if you see these teams out there, like, there aren't any teams in the east that are gonna be contending either it's yeah. unless you decided to go to the 76ers yeah which, which it would just be too much of a log jam at that forward position with Simmons and Covington and then Leonard
1: yeah and I don't I don't think
0: that's gonna work no <laughs> so Raptors looking good so far yeah. I think a lot of people forgot about how good Kawhi was after missing the majority of I last did season I definitely did I I I didn't I was like well, well I take yeah. him a few games but he's gonna come back and he's I, gonna I be the same to... guy if not better I just think he'd be like. I think he was gonna be like close to the same
1: guy. I didn't think he was gonna be the Kawhi Leonard MVP type form guy. And because when I watched Kyrie Irving last, like that wasn't last year. Like, was it last year? No, I whatever. Don't know what no, you're what, talking no, about. Never mind. When he when he came. Never mind. So when Irving was first with the when he first went with the Celtics, it was. I was watching his first 20 games and he was kind of struggling a bit because yeah. it was just like, you know, new system and everything and he's just getting used to his other players and like I'm like, okay, it's going to take some time. Then he has a 44-point game against the Dallas Mavericks and absolutely destroy them. That's when you're like, okay, he's back. He's, he, he's Kyrie Irving now. Uncle Drew. I thought that's how it's going to be with Leonard because it's going to be like, okay, you're Justin, now you have Kyle Lowry on your team. Now you get to... Play with him, and
0: I have a competent point guard. <laughs> yeah, but not that Dejounte Murray and Tony Parker weren't, but they're no they're no Kyle Lowry is at yeah. this point. And while Kyle Lowry's getting older, he just put up twenty eight and twelve last night, so he yeah. looked really good. Kyle Lowry has a game that I think can age well because he doesn't rely so much on his athleticism, right? So that like I was shocked how well
1: they just all of a sudden start playing like well together, and I thought. That maybe Nick Nurse was going to be like, okay, we'll split up your time. We'll have like you know Lowry come out mm-hmm. early, have Leonard play the entire first and start Lowry in the second because that's a, that's what they did last year. Yeah. They had Kyle Lowry run that second unit. They're not really doing that this year. They're having the stars be with the stars and the bench being with the bench players because the bench played so well last year. Yeah. So I was just shocked at how quick that transition was, and now Leonard's back to being Kawhi Leonard, and with the new
0: system in the Easter Conference, so looking good. Yeah, I think Kawhi, I think he was actually healthy the majority of last season well, I and, dis- and decided to sit out because uh, he didn't no, want to be with the Spurs. Conditioning just sitting out, though, and not playing an NBA game, you think like it that would take a little bit of time to get used back yeah. to yeah, an yeah, NBA for game. Sure, but, but I'm sh- sure he was training and stuff the entire time he was, in quotes, hurt. Yeah, but they always
1: say that training is
0: one thing, but being an I NBA know, game is another. I I know. But, I mean... He's Kawhi. Yeah, yeah it's, sorry. <laughs> Kawhi's a robot. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> that laugh. That's uh. that's the new crying Jordan. Honestly, that that's gonna be used endlessly. Oh my gosh. gosh! It's just so weird. Also, when I heard
1: <laughs> he, had, he had one interview, one interview, interview, interview. Watched the inter- like after the game, mm-hmm. and it was just like he sounded like a normal person. But when he's <laughs> being interviewed at a press conference, he just he
0: sounds like an absolute robot. Like. <laughs> I know, there's some, like right after the laughing clip he had with Toronto came out, There's someone found a video of him like his rookie year or his second year with the Spurs. <laughs> and I was and it was even worse. It was like like, <laughs> like, like, what is that? He's not even smiling while he's laughing yeah. either. He's just like straight-faced in that clip with him with the Spurs. Ugh. Oh, my God, Kawhi. <laughs> doesn't matter. Just, they're winning. That's uh-huh. all that matters. Uh, so we won't move on to rookies. <laughs> Yeah, um, how about that, uh, DeAndre, let's, let's go down, like, the list, like, one, like, lottery picks, one through whatever, we'll start with DeAndre Ayton, I thought he was pretty impressive in his first game he had against the Mavericks, I think he had, like, 18, 18, 10, 11, 10, I think, 10, whatever it was, um, I kinda, like, half-watched that game, cause it was kinda late, and I'm like, well, I just finished watching the Celtics and Sixers game, and my attention span is waning, yeah, so I was, was like whenever I glanced up, it seemed like DeAndre Ayton was doing pretty well. And yeah. Then he's, then he's put up some pretty good stat lines against uh, the other teams. Yeah, um, he looks good.
1: I do want to see more of him in the pick and roll with Devin Booker. I didn't really see a lot of that, um, but he does look good in the post. I definitely would say.
0: Yeah, he seems like a, he like he he's gonna be good. No one is ever doubting that, but oh, yeah. he's going to be good. I but, think it just matters uh, how good at this point. I'm, I'm just worried about him becoming like kind of a Carl Anthony Towns type because he's already not the best <laughs> on defense. Right. Or you know, he's going to have like, these really good like, first few years with Phoenix, and then everyone's like, oh, he can't play defense. And it doesn't look like he's ever going to be able to. Yeah. I'm not saying that right now, but like, like as a hypothetical in the future, like, oh, maybe he won't ever be able to.
1: Yeah, hopefully, Tyson Chandler can help him with that. But yeah, it's just he just forgetting the defense at this point because it's Phoenix. Like, he looked good offensively. Devin Booker went off that game. By the way, yeah, he
0: had like 15 points in the last five minutes yeah, or something I, crazy. I, it was like insane.
1: That. I, I I watched that part. I'm like, oh my god. Like, I was
0: like, because I turned the game off at that point and went to watch something else. It's probably like baseball because the playoffs are on right now. Yeah. I'm like, what? Wait, what? Devin Booker did what? <laughs> and like, they're already kind of blowing the Mavericks out at that point, weren't they? No, it was
1: close actually. It was like a it was like a three point game, and then Devin Booker just got fire, and the Mavericks couldn't do anything All about right. it. Yeah, the Mavericks came back. It was. It actually got to be a close game, and Devin Booker just hit a three. They came back, hit another three. Just like man, it was. It was cool to watch because it you you see like Kobe in that type of sense. Yeah. You're just like wow. All right, but I mean, it's against the Mavericks, and they the Suns just got destroyed by the Nuggets last night. So, mm-hmm. um, but Aiden, I think he looks pretty good so far. Yeah. Granted, he couldn't stop Jokic last night, so oh. okay, it's defense that's the only issue. And Jokic is he's supremely gifted offensively. Yeah. yeah. He had a perfect he's double He's not good at defense either. Yeah, <laughs> perfect triple-double, though.
0: Yeah. Almost had, like, completely perfect shooting Except overall. Except for the Because he missed a free throw in the first quarter. He yeah. was 10 for 11 from the line. Ugh. So close, but it's all good. Bagley. Bagley, I have not seen anything about him other than that Dave Yeager plays him like 12 minutes a game.
1: Dave Yeager has not done, I don't think it's done a good job with Bagley at this point. I think if I'm if I'm Dave Yeager you have Willie Colley Stein, you have Harry Giles now, who's also playing technically his rookie year.
0: The Ben Simmons rookie year. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> and then you have Bagley as your big guys and I like what, what Willie Colley Stein has done so far this year. He looks good with the pick and roll, De'Aaron Fox, who's also done pretty good so far. I don't, I can't stand that you're playing Bagley only twelve minutes a game. And granted, he hasn't, he hasn't played well, but you have to give him some reps. Yeah, like especially with De'Aaron Fox, I
0: don't like him in the second unit. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. Like you take, like if you're using a second, the second overall pick on a guy, like you have to play him.
1: Yeah. And this is the reason why the Kings are not like ever good. It's because they don't know what the, who to play at the right time, and they have
0: way too many big men. Yeah, oh my god, <sighs> um, it's I, like it, the opposite of the Bulls a few seasons back when they had too many point guards. We just signed our point guard, by the way, <laughs> but it it just it, it drives me insane just to see Bagley
1: not playing a lot, and I hope he does better. Um, so he gets more playing time. But, I mean, if you only get 12 minutes, like, what are you going to do with yeah, 12 minutes? Yeah, you can't really
0: showcase anything because you're probably playing two six-minute stretches, I would assume. Yeah, and
1: it's, it's usually just to start the second quarter. Yeah. He was play the first quarter or the, or the third quarter. He just plays the second yeah. and fourth.
0: And by the time you really have any rhythm, well, you're being checked out now, so. Yeah, so that's unfortunate. Doncic. Um, Doncic, yeah.
1: my man. I so Dennis McCruni hit the game winner last night against the Timberwolves, but not just had twenty six points. Mm-hmm. Um sure did. Yeah, and this is David's pick for rookie of the year. Euro
0: league MVP at nineteen. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I
1: disagree with him initially, but I mean at this point he looks like the most complete player for rookies. Um I think he looks good. Uh he does look bigger than what I thought he would he's he's, he's chunky. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he could still handle the ball, get up and down the court and everything. So, I'm not too worried about that. No, I'm not really worried about his weight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if he can be that quick and that tall and that big, I don't have and, any worries. Yeah. I do say the only issue I have right now is his shooting. Like, he hasn't been that great of a shooter yet.
0: Yeah, but he's I not, mean, he wasn't ever the best shooter. Yeah. Um, but he has he has good form and he can't like he will improve that, yeah, that point, will aspect be of better. his game. He's going to improve that shooting. And I do like what Dallas is doing with
1: him with him and Smith Jr. Like that looks good. I definitely like that combo. Uh,
0: all right. Have you heard um, anything about Jerry Jackson Jr.? <laughs> well, I'm just I'm completely amazed that Luka Doncic is playing well. I mean, he's coming over from the Euro League. Like you know, they're so soft over there. Oh God! Stop. They're not great. Stop. <laughs> you could even argue that the NCAA is better. Stop! <laughs> I mean, he was. Stop. He wasn't. He was only playing against grown men over there oh, instead of kids. Oh my gosh! Okay, we get it. <laughs> we get it. David. I am amazed that a European player is doing well, but uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, I think I saw he scored like 26.
1: I have not heard a thing about him yet, but I mean, I'm not really too worried because it's Memphis,
0: and I don't expect Memphis to be doing anything this year. Yeah, Jaron Jack, I think he's going to be good, but I think Conley and Gasol are going to end up hurting his development just because they're going to get more touches right now than he is. Right. Um, I'm searching up Jaron Jackson Jr. right now on my phone to see if he actually did score 26 or if. I just imagined that in my head and established it as fact for some You're reason. close. You were really close. What did he have? Twenty four. Oh, twenty four. He had some weird, like really good stat line though, didn't he? Twenty four seven. Yeah, twenty. And two. Twenty four seven and two. Two blocks. So yeah, twenty four point seven rebounds and two blocks. I say that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean he did it, and jeez, how many minutes was that? 28 minutes. That's pretty good. How that's many fouls f- did he have? Five. <laughs> yeah, that's probably, yeah. The only issue I think with Jackson right now is just he fouls way too much. Yeah. Because he just goes after so many blocks because he thinks he can get every single block, which he kind of can't because he led the league in, or led the nation, I should say, in blocks last year in college basketball with like 3.9, I want to say. Yeah. Uh He is that like he is that modern day big man that 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 any team really wants, He's he can be that inside presence on defense and then he can shoot that three on offense. Yeah, like towards like I think it was like back in like December, I was just looking at NBA mock drafts for this draft that we just had this year in June. And I had Jaron Jackson like the eight through ten range. I'm like, why is he way down here? Like if he's putting up these pretty solid numbers, getting leading getting like three plus blocks a game and shooting like 40 ish percent from three yeah like why isn't this guy higher on all these mock drafts yeah and then finally like towards like february march i was like he finally jumped into that like top five ish range i'm like finally like yeah what was everybody waiting for (laughs) (laughs) yeah same thing with porzingis in 2015 man i saw it yeah david did see that and no they David no wanted him. the Magic to get him, but Nick stuck him. Let all right, all right, about Porzingis and the Magic. Back in 2014, he had declared for that draft, and the Magic had promised that they would take him with the 12th pick, <laughs> but that, which, which was their second lottery pick. We took Aaron Gordon fourth, and we would have taken Porzingis 12th. We ended up taking Sarich and trading him, and I think the pick that eventually became De'Aaron Fox for, uh, right. for Alfred Payton. Mm-hmm. Which became a second rounder. But anyway, so we had a chance at Porzingis, but he decided that he wasn't quite ready for the NBA yet and decided to spend another year in Europe. Next draft rolls around. All year, he is in, he's like sub five pick on all these mock drafts. Everyone's saying, like, oh, maybe like seven to eight range, and he could go as high as five to the Magic. What does he do the last week before the draft? his draft stock. Holds all of these private workouts with the top teams like the 76ers and the Lakers and whoever else had a top pick that the Timberwolves, I don't know if he had one with the Timberwolves, but with all those top teams and immediately raises draft stock and he's out of the Magic's range yeah. and he went one pick before the Magic at four to the Knicks. And we got Mario Hazonia, who I love to death, but. he's now in the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, and is now teammates with Chris Stops on the Knicks. Wow. Yeah. Oh, boy. And we don't have him anymore because we stupidly declined his option. Yeah. And as soon as we did that, he actually looked like a competent NBA player. Of course. Good job, Magic. All
1: right. Uh, five Trey Young. An,
0: that's <laughs> that's, that's, that's
1: Trey Young. Uh, um, I have not heard much about Trey Young. He, the uh, only really thing I've seen of Trey Young is just hitting that game hitting, winner. Yeah, that game winner, went from which the I'm very upset that he took. He made it, but again, I don't that like that shot. shot. That
0: was a terrible shot.
1: <laughs> the game against Memphis, Trey Young had 20 points and nine assists, and so it's not bad. He didn't shoot fantastic, but you know, uh, the Hawks are just not going to do great this year. Um, and they played today. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check their other game That's New York. Uh, and Trae Young had 14, six and five, which I'm fine. So it's not six bad. rebounds. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so it's not. I'm not surprised to be honest because Curry can get nine rebounds any day. But it, I mean, it's just. I, I don't like the hype still that's surrounding him and they're saying Rookie of the Year. You're it, just a hater. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> a hater. I'm just, I'm just saying he's not going to be Steph Curry, which people still want him to be. He's not going to be Steph Curry. I think it, he needs to focus more on his playmaking instead of his shooting at this point. He's... Because he can get to the rim. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. He can get to the rim and create... I think, I think
0: that's a very underrated aspect of his game. That's his ability that he to He can
1: finish right now at the rim. Yeah. Um... He can create and but the defense just kinda like they'll kinda like contest it when he goes there, but then he's just not gonna shoot it then. So he he needs to obviously get stronger and have more core to finish at the rim. Um but And his height doesn't help either. Right. But I mean we see Isaiah Thomas, you know, get into the paint and finish. So he needs to he needs to get like Isaiah Thomas and be able to use his quickness to get to the rim. Um shooting wise, I mean it's his he's, he's, he's yeah, he's trying. So
0: if he isn't playing well, he's going to shoot well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So Hawks, unfortunately, looks like another throwaway season at this point. Yeah. John Collins looks good, but yes,
0: he I does.
1: mean, I'm just like,
0: man, too bad. I have no recollection of him going like 19th in the draft. In I, 2017, we never heard of it. It's just like I, uh, I could have sworn he went like 13th or 14th for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. I thought that, but <laughs> for some reason I was looking at it and like, wait, he was the 19th pick? Oh, yeah. they got a steal. Yeah. Sweet. I might have been thinking of Zach Collins who went to the Trailblazers. Oh, true. Yeah. I, I thought he was going to be good. He hasn't really done too much. He hasn't played.
1: That's true. That's the issue. Because Yusuf Nurkic. And I for think some- he's, he's probably going to play this year. Well, it's just the Blazers still play Myers Leonard, and this man cannot get a rebound. The
0: 7-foot Justin Bieber. Yeah,
1: he's 7-foot and can't get a rebound. He, he averaged like a rebound and a half last year, and he's 7-foot, <laughs> and does oh, is shoot threes. I don't know why they still play him. I don't know why he got $48 million. He doesn't <laughs> no. deserve that money.
0: <laughs> but, uh, that uh, that dude perfect uh, pick-up basketball stereotypes video. He's, he's the big guy that only just shoots threes. threes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he does not... Like, he can shoot threes. Not great, though. So... And he's not a
0: defensive presence. So it's like... well, his his dog did die somewhat recently. He's probably upset about that and okay. thinking about that on the court. But, like, still, you're seven foot. Like, it's just... Actually, I came across a funny uh, story about the Bulls involving pets dying a few, like, a week ago. Back in the 90s, Scotty Pippen had uh, skipped practice because his pet cat had died and was in mourning. Oh. And they're like, okay, well, you can stay home. And then Horace Grant also didn't show up to practice. Oh, God. <laughs> they're like, well, where's Horace? He was at Scotty Pippen's house mourning the loss of Scotty's cat with him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, this isn't your cat, Horace. Like, I understand Scotty being really upset about losing his cat. But, but no, I mean, it's not Horace's cat? <laughs> yes, it's not Horace's cat. <laughs> maybe it was, too. We don't know. Like, like, I get, like, maybe, like, you know, they probably hung out a lot, and he was with his cat a lot, but... I can't imagine being that close to somebody else's pet. <laughs> I don't know. Moving <laughs> on, uh, what's the suck with the magic and Bamba. Yeah, the a player with a song named after him. Yeah. I hate that people think that Mo Bamba is just a song and don't know that there's an actual person named Mo Bamba. I've
1: heard that so many times so far. I I was just like I hear people ask
0: who's Mo Bamba anyway? I'm like I had to I had to tell my cousins that Mo Bamba <laughs> was a basketball player. One of them knew. So. One of them knew that he was a basketball player because he also likes basketball, but like, we have, a, we have a group chat on Snap, and they like didn't know that Mo Bamba was a basketball that's just sad. player. That's just sad. I'm right. like, oh my God. So now the floor is yours, David. All right, the floor is mine. Uh, what do I talk about? Uh, I sh- I'm the host. I should know what I'm doing here. chat <laughs> <laughs> triple-double last night. Yeah. yeah, but that's for later when we talk about <laughs> our teams. Um, <laughs> so Bamba had a really impressive debut. I think he had 11 points on I think almost like seven for eight shooting, I want to say. And he got a few he got a few good rebounds. He made a three-pointer, and he had an amazing block against, I want to say Rodney Magruder. Just volleyball spiked that into the crowd, like first, second row. And this is from like the paint, like this isn't like he blocked a jump shot or something from 15 feet out. Like it was a legit block. And then next play, next play that he got the ball back because it went out of bounds. Hassan Whiteside gets an offensive rebound. Terrence Ross blocks Hassan's putback. Hassan goes back up, blocks it again, two blocks in a row. Then they come back down the other way after stealing the ball from Hassan Whiteside. And they got a good... uh, and Grant came over, shoots a fadeaway three-pointer from about 15 feet in the corner (laughs) off the side of the backboard. But Mo Bamba's there for the tip-in dunk. Everyone was hyped. And... Yeah, and then and then the next game after that though, Mo Bamba did not score. Mm. He had zero points against the Hornets. Yep, did pull down five rebounds. And then last night against the Seventy Sixers, he looked okay. He made a, th- I'm pretty sure he made a three pointer. Airballed his first three pointer over the hoop from the corner ish. Wasn't anything like too crazy, but like he he looked solid out there. Mm. I want to say he had like six ish points maybe. He had five points. Five. He had five points last three night. Three blocks. He had three blocks? Yeah. Really? What game was I watching? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember seeing him get a block at all. I don't. <laughs> okay. Well, that's cool. So, Maubaba had three blocks against the 76ers last night, yeah. apparently. Uh, I don't remember seeing that at all. He didn't play much because
1: Vooch was on fire. Yeah, Vooch played 38 minutes and Maubaba played 14.
0: Yeah. Clifford's been going with the hot hand so far this season. I mean granted
1: Vooch deserved that time,
0: but like yeah, he, couldn't, for sure. he couldn't guard Embiid for his life, so yeah. well neither can because he's too small. Well, at this point, yeah. Bomba's a stick.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know if you I don't know if you saw the preseason, but uh Embiid managed to pretty much foul Bomba out of that game. Yeah, he, had, he I, I picked did up see like that. four fouls in three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> against Embiid That's what Embiid does. It's just ugh. Immediate. They had a good. They had a good laugh about it because they worked out together during the off season, mm-hmm. and then Mo actually kind of dunked on Embiid in the preseason. It was more of a thrunk. Yeah, <laughs> Embiid is just like, yeah, don't worry, we'll he's gonna get you back. <laughs> yeah, Bamba's Bamba's gonna get there. Like for once, I actually feel like there's some hope with this Magic team, which hasn't been there really the last two years, I would say. And I, I'm really confident in Bamba, Isaac Gordon going forward. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know the league is going small, but I mean the way they play defense, like if we can get one guy who can consistently create an offense, like this is a playoff team, I think. And I know I sound crazy and I'm super biased being a Magic fan. <laughs> but that length out there is just Ugh. Like is literally the longest player in the NBA. Yeah. He just I I'm
1: just waiting for him to get stronger and then he's gonna be that post guy. Like, hey, he, he's our new Dwight Howard. He's going to be a monster in the post and can still be be out there and guard the three-point shot. Anyway.
0: Yeah, he's just...
1: But uh-huh. the, if I'm the Magic, though, I'm switching everything and I'm playing aggressive defense on the perimeter
0: because you And know they it. don't. Yeah, and, uh, they stay uh, back from the three-point line. I know,
1: and that, that's what drives
0: me insane. Like at first, I thought it was like Vuce just playing bad defense because he doesn't know how to guard a pick and roll. Right. But I realized that Bamba, who does know how to guard a pick and roll, also sits back on defense on those pick and rolls out at the three-point line and gives up threes. Like it's also so it's like, something Steve Clifford's doing. It's almost like you guys are trying
1: to ice the, like the players, but like you're giving up too much space. Like I know, you need to. I don't get. It. Yeah, I
0: don't. I don't get what Clifford's doing yeah. there.
1: I, I, I'm gonna to continue to say this because like it's just if I'm the Magic, once Bama really starts getting it defensively, especially for the NBA game, I'm telling you, like you switch everything on the perimeter and put Isaac on the best offensive player. Yeah. And I, yeah. you know you switch everything and you blitz the pick and roll and you have Bama back there just just for the for that weak side help. It's just yeah. I'm like. Why, why don't you play aggressive defense on the perimeter? Like I would do that all day and make teams have to come up and not be close to the bucket. But I, I got, I'm not the coach.
0: But. Yeah. So. I do like Clifford so far as a head coach. Mm-hmm. He's not perfect, but I do think he is the right coach for this team. He's to safe. help develop these guys. Yeah, so uh, with Mo- back to Mobamba again, though, after looking at the coaches. Uh, after the first game that they had against the Heat, During the second game against the Hornets, they put up a little infographic, and Mo Bamba, with his 13 points in the opener, actually scored the most points out of any Magic rookie in their opening night debut. Wow! 13. Dwight Howard, or actually no, Dwight Howard had 10. I think it was Shaq and Penny Hardaway both had 12 in their first career games, and Mo Bamba now has sole possession of that number one spot. Wow! So he's looking pretty good. Yeah, and then uh, I think the floor is yours now since we've kind of finished talking about Mo. All right, yeah. And I'm pretty sure the Bulls had the seventh pick. Yeah, yes, they did. And they picked <laughs> and they picked who Duncan, Wendell Carter Jr. Um, Willie Colley Giant is how I read his initials every time I see them. <laughs> oh my gosh, WCJ. <laughs> uh so um, I if you
1: know I've, I I love the Wendell Carter Jr. pick for the Bulls. I thought he fit in perfectly. Um. Unfortunately, Markinen's out. Uh, so, I think he's he's had uh, two tough matchups already to go off the bat. He had to face Joel Embiid
0: first game. Yeah. They Joel, go Joel Embiid and then Drummond. Yeah, isn't. Andre Drummond the second <laughs> That's game. Enough. Granted, exactly though, the best way to start your season. Yeah. Start uh, your career. So, in the
1: very few minutes he got <laughs> to play against Joel Embiid. I thought he actually did decent for a rookie. Um had the
0: frame to guard him.
1: He had, he picked up two early fouls cuz Joel Embiid did the James Harden move on him, but uh besides that though, like I Wendell Curry Jr has the ability just to go straight up very well and he can easily be a good rim protector just going straight up he doesn't, he doesn't always have to block the shot. Yeah. Um but then uh moving up from the 76ers game to the Pistons game, he had a great block in transition. Um I think it was against Stanley Johnson, or I maybe mean, it was Reggie Bullock, but he had a great block. He was able to come in late, but he was able to block the shot and off a fast break. But he struggled in the first half against Drummond because Drummond's just so big. But yeah. then he w- he actually did a great dro- job on Drummond the second half. Um, and I saw it, like Drummond would, could not score for the first six minutes of the third quarter. Like he was struggling and Drummond was starting to take a fadeaway 18-footers in the post, and I'm Ew. just like,
0: oh, God. <laughs> I know Drummond's supposed to be shooting threes this season, but Not even a lot, that's though. questionable. Yeah,
1: and so Wendell Carter Jr. did a great job on Drummond, and he did a great job defensively to help the Bulls get back into that game. Um, and so far, I know he hasn't scored a lot, but he he looks good. And once Markkane gets back, that entire inside opens up for him. Yeah. And so right now, because they're starting Portis, Portis is more of the low post threat. But once, once marketing gets back, and Wendell Carter Jr. is going to be that low post threat instead. Mm-hmm. He had a good fade away against Drummond in the post also. So it, it, I'm just waiting for marketing to get back. He used to go a lot better. Um, now, just talk about the Bulls in general. Uh, Chandler Hutchison has not played. He's only played three minutes so far this season. Uh, uh. And I don't know what Hoiberg's thinking. But, you know, it's all right. And once Valentine gets back, I don't see him playing at all. Like, yeah. it's just, it's sad. Um, <laughs> the Bulls so far, I, I'm i just, like, they have the offensive firepower. They don't, they don't, like, without Mark and without Chris Dunn and Valentine, they were able to score 41 points in the first quarter against the 76ers. Granted, they didn't play defense in that quarter, but... Their defense is just so atrocious right now. I'm just, I'm like, so sad just to see it happen. Jabari Parker got moved to the bench because he can't play defense.
0: Um, and I'll, I'll get to that from last night in a bit. Um, when, when they signed Jabari Parker, he did say people don't get paid to play defense in I, the NBA, I which thought which is be, absolutely
1: untrue. I thought he'd be trying, at least. He, he's not trying, and there's a reason why he
0: got benched. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, to be honest, I'm not really pissed off about that. I like Justin Holiday at the three. Uh, but um, the Bulls' offense looks good. Zach Levine looks like an all-star ready this year. He he got thirty his first game, thirty-three last night. Um, is absolutely just taking the ball right to the rim. No one can guard him at this point. Um, and he's the third bull ever to score back-to-back three yeah, thirty-point games. I saw
0: that in
1: the first two games of a season.
0: It was MJ and Bob Love. Right? Yeah,
1: that's a pretty good company right there. Uh, so. If Zach can keep this up, especially when marketing gets back, Bulls looking good offensively, and if Ports can stay at playing at that level, come off the bench, which I don't expect it to be an issue. I have two issues right now with Hoiberg. One, it's that Wendell Carter Jr. is playing a lot of minutes. He I Hoiberg does this thing at the end of games where he likes to put Porters at the five, and I understand it, but yeah. he's playing Jabari Parker also. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't really trust Jabari Parker at this point. I'm actually like very, like unimpressed right now with how Parker's been playing. And it's he's looked okay offensively, but there are times where I just see when I watch him like I don't know what he's doing. Like there there's a set play where it's legit just Cameron Payne brings up the ball and they'll throw it to Parker yeah. at the like at top of the key and it's legit just an ISO play. And it's like the only play where I can see like all right that's. Parker knows what he's doing. The other plays, he's like, I'm standing in the corner, not really doing much. Like, I want him to see him post up more, but that's not really happening. So that's one thing with Hoiberg right now. The, t- the second thing is, I don't know what— like, Hoiberg, when he goes to that small ball lineup, I'm like, I don't know what you're trying to accomplish here because Carter Jr. can play in, in that lineup and be fine. Yeah. I don't see the issue. I understand if the team goes small— like the, like you know they put Griffin at the five at the end of the game because Drummond fouled out. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm be perfectly I'm fine with Carter playing like guarding the four guy. I I don't have an issue with that. But that's just me though. And then last night happened with Jabari Parker just giving up that wide open layup to Ish Smith, and I'm very oh, upset at no. Horibek.
0: How do you let Ish Smith drive past I, you uh, for a game winning layup? That, it just that's my issue. Like with he's not bad. Like, but I mean. It's Ish Smith. I know. Like that <laughs> should that shot should just be blocked into oblivion. Right. And granted, Bobby Portis didn't really help on that play, but Ish Smith came around, came off the screen for the guy set
1: like Parker's guy. So I'm like, if you're Parker, you gotta step up. And that didn't happen. And you know, I get Parker. He didn't do too well. But like, if you're Hoiberg, you cannot have Jabari Parker in the game when you need a defensive stop. No. That's just that cannot happen. And I'm not going to be really testing Hoiberg, like, you know, looking at him and grading him until everybody gets back and healthy. Once Chris Dunn and Mark to get back, you know, then I'll actually start, like, looking at Hoiberg, see if he still deserves mm-hmm. to be the coach. But if you can't, if you don't make that decision, that's already an issue. Yeah. And last year was a throwaway year, all right? Forget, like, if that happened last year, so what? This year, though, when you need a defensive stop, like, I don't understand why you have Jabari Parker in the game. Granted, he was guarding Stanley Johnson. Griffin was up to five. So, you have Portis in the game at the five. So, I'm fine with that. But, I'm, I'm just saying, bring in somebody else. I don't, bring in Hutchison, for God's sake. He's a, he's <laughs> at least a good defender. Yeah. But, it's guarding Stanley Johnson. You don't need... Like, you're not going to bring in Wendell Carter Jr. I understand that. Maybe bring Portis out of the game for Wendell Carter Jr. But, put Justin Holiday on Stanley Johnson. or And bring in somebody else to guard... the I think it was Reggie Bullock that was how he was guarding. So, just like, I just don't understand what Hoiberg was thinking. He tried to defend that decision in his post-game yeah. interview. I, I didn't like what he said. He's just like, well, Parker was in the game, and I want him to close out the game. And I'm just like, no, I don't care. You take out your guy. I mean, and, no, put in some defense. Yeah, it, you're already not a good defensive team, so why leave your worst defender out there? <laughs> and he's not even going to try. Schmidt just went right by him. So, offensively, Bulls look good. I think they would have won the game if... Larry Markton played, um, or even Chris Dunn just played, because he th- had our ball handler out there. Um, Levine is looking fantastic. I'm excited to see Levine be playing so well. It's upsetting, though, that both Dunn and marketing are out. Um, but still, though, if I'm the Bulls, you know, I'm I'm lowering my expectations, obviously. I, I shouldn't have said playoffs, but if they can continue that run of... Like, if they continue this offense and Levine can become an all-star, they're going to be there, but I'm not going to say make the playoffs. They're going to be right there on the bubble. Yeah. and
0: I want to say that the Magic are, too, but I just don't know. Well, Vooch uh, is a triple-double can... every single game. No, c- <laughs> both games he's had a triple-double, <laughs> we've lost. No more triple-doubles from you, Vooch, please. I haven't much in those games. Like Aaron Gordon has, I don't know about Aaron, Aaron. Gordon was absolutely trash yeah. against, against the Hornets, but then again, everybody was for the Magic. I think Terrence Ross led us with 14 points. But his opening night against the, against the Heat, he had 26 and 16. And the only other player on the Magic to ever do that opening night was, I think, Reggie Theus, the very first ever opening night, who had 26 and 15. Mm. And even just 26 and 16 is just amazing numbers. Yeah. And Aaron Gordon actually learned that you have to box people out over the offseason. Oh, good. I don't yeah. know why nobody taught him that in second grade and on. <laughs> but yeah, Josh Robbins, who just left the Orlando Sentinel to join the Athletic, actually, he's like he's like the main guy when it comes to Magic news on Twitter. If you you probably don't know if you're listening because you probably don't like the Magic. But yeah, he tweeted out like after the first game, like Aaron Gordon's like said like, oh yeah, I've learned I actually have to box players out. You can't just jump over everybody for rebounds. Like, yeah. I learned that second grade. Yeah. Belly, butt, ball. <laughs> Reach your hand out, find their belly, stick your butt in the box mount, get the ball. Yeah. B B B Big Baller Brand. <laughs> yeah. Well. So and he, then Aaron Gordon was really. He's learning. It yeah. matters. And Aaron, so. and Aaron Gordon, you know, I don't think he made a three pointer yesterday. He did have one that was wide open and then went in and out. It should have gone in. But the Sixers rigged the rims like at carnivals. <laughs> no. But uh. He, he was impressive in that game, too, yesterday as well. I think he had, like, 20 and something. Mm. I don't know. Good stat. Like if he can average 20, 10, 20 and 10, I think he's an all-star. Or at least close to that. Yeah. And,
1: like, Levine, I think Levine can average 25 this year. So, yeah, if... That's my point, though. If the Bulls somehow get close to the playoffs, Levine will be an all-star. Like yeah. At, at that like I think so, too. So, I mean, if he keeps this up, and Lynch, I don't see Levine slowing down.
0: He, I don't, he really could good. slow down marketing and Chris Dunback. Just I actually don't ball. think so. But he's not going to have
1: the ball in his hands as often. Well, part of it is also, like, he hasn't played a, a, a crap ton of minutes yet because he's been in foul trouble. Actually, he played 37 last night. Never mind. <laughs> okay. But he, both, in both games so far, Levine has gotten foul trouble in the first half. He's picked up three fouls, and he's had play, he, ha- he hasn't been able to play the last four minutes in the second quarter. And for some odd reason, I don't know what Hoiberg's doing, but he has Levine play eight minutes in the first quarter, and then start the second quarter and play the rest of the rest of the the whole quarter. And that's weird. And it hits same thing for the second half. I don't like it.
0: That's but too many. That's too many minutes. That, that's my
1: point. Um. So, but if Levine was able to finish that second quarter, you get that forty. Like he was. It, it was just it kind of makes me upset, but like. Levine's playing better defense, and that's all I'm really caring about. Like I tweeted last night, he had three fouls, but like they weren't bad fouls. They weren't just touch fouls. They were actually him trying to get over the screen, but he instead he he ran into the guy. It's he's actually playing good defense, and he's already a decent on-ball defender, but his off-ball awareness is definitely better this year. Um, so I, that's what I'm liking from Levine. Now, DeRoy Parker's a different story. He needs to work on that. <laughs> And if you're holy breaking news, you need to fix that. Definitely. Yeah. But if you're... I, I do think Aaron Gordon, if he continues to play 20-12 and from like yeah, last 20 night. Yeah, 20-12 last night. Yeah, all-star. Because there's nobody in the East right
0: now. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, 20-12, and 12, that's just all-star numbers.
1: Yeah. He
0: has to keep that up, and the Magic had to be at least kind of decent. I took one, that was his only three-pointer last night that he took that I said he missed? Wow. Mm. He needs to work on the free throws, though. Yeah. Because he, he missed what would have put us up and retired us and hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> he needs to really prove that he is like a star because right now I feel like he's kind of in that like Rudy Gay range when he was in his prime with the Memphis Grizzlies where he's like a good player but not but, an not, ne- but not necessarily like contributing to wins same thing to, with the Raptors too. to elevate
1: him to an all star yeah when Rudy Gay was with the Raptors it was like the same kind of issue yeah. it was just him and DeRozan
0: or like Monte Ellis yeah. the same, same type of deal there in Golden State and Milwaukee where you're just like not really contributing to enough wins to uh, make yourself an all-star. Yeah, Monte almost fell off a cliff. My yeah, God. he did. All, yeah. Jeez. We miss you, Monte.
1: I do miss him in the league, though. Oh, my God. He was fun. He looked really good with the Mavericks, and then he went to the Pacers, and then mm. just, I don't know where he went. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't know what happened after
1: that. <laughs> he just died.
0: But, all right. Yeah, we don't need a... You don't need more people accused of sexual assault in the NBA. Oh gosh, yeah. Montelis is one of those guys. Something that's actually actually not talked about enough. Lance Stevenson, college, he was accused of. I think I don't know if he got charged with it or not. I want to say that he supposedly had, like pushed his girlfriend down a flight of stairs in college. Oh god. And I think his girlfriend at the time decided not to press charges against him
1: mm.
0: for the incident. But like, I don't feel like that's talked enough about. In this age of all this stuff coming out about famous people being really terrible people, and doing stuff like that. But mm-hmm. yeah. I think just most people don't really know about that.
1: But yeah, the money. That's yeah.
0: On a lighter note, uh, what else do we got? Oh, I'm just looking
1: at who's just tweeting currently. Ooh, what's he tweeting about? Um, there's a big, bombs? there's a big investigation right now about right now that is doing that if Rondo spit in Chris Paul's face. Um, and Rachel Nichols tweeted out a video of a slow motion close-up of the initial start of the fight. And you can see Rondo did, in fact, spit in Chris Paul's face. It's very evident. Let me watch this. I'll rewind it. Um, so Let's see. I don't know how the NBA is going to handle this, but... It's very evident that Rondo did spit yeah. in Chris Paul's face. Um Yeah, he did. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it, it's very evident. Almost in his mouth. Rondo denied it but Well of course he did. Yeah, so and I I I didn't I'm like, if Rondo denied it then I'm like, okay, it, it's still I'm pretty sure it happened. Um so Woo It's a yeah. good punch. So he's doing their investigation right now. Kiki Van was in attendance last night. <laughs> so like he uh, so I mean he probably kind of had an idea what the suspensions were going to be so we'll probably get uh an update sooner or later about that it's 105 central time currently so oh my gosh yeah it is so we're gonna to have to we'll see probably very soon because
0: yeah cause rockets play
1: clippers as the, things
0: go when we record the podcast something big always happens right after we finish yeah. recording and press upload yeah right <laughs> like, we're uploading it's just like oh yeah most, most notably demarcus cousins signing with the Warriors. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, the emergency pod. Yeah, just, just that one was a classic.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah.
0: I'm gonna go back and listen to that actually, but uh, I think before we close it out, because we kind of ended up talking about the magic and bulls already just by themselves. Yeah. Um, just kind of went into that. I think it's time for some trivia. Oh no, no. We're gonna ask Duncan some questions, no, no. and he already kind of. N- Ant knows one of them already because we talked about it. How many earlier. points did Kevin Walker score? Yeah, <laughs> how, many, how many points did he score against Milwaukee Duncan? 41. There's the first one. There we go. He's one for one. Alright. So uh do do we know who attempted the first shot of the NBA season? Uh this we, season? Yeah, this season. It was. Oh god. Dun 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 dun, dun, dun.
1: Shoot, wait wait a second da, 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 da. i want to say it was Embiid, was it no it wasn't did, it was what, did, a 76er did he
0: make the first shot then N- no he actually came about as uh, far away as you can come from making a shot he airballed no, no, it no 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 did he make the first like did he make the first oh, shot oh he might have the first points Oh, okay but he did not shoot the first shot oh okay i don't know that he is a it is a 76er dang it what the heck so That narrows it down to five players out of 480 in the nba
1: it's just like I, I watched that game. I don't. I just remember the, the bad first five minutes of that game. It was yeah, just was horrible, horrible transition horrible basketball.
0: Transition off is just horrible. Um, it's like watching a college game. Well, it wasn't faults. So no, it, it wasn't was, faults. Because he wouldn't even shoot. Yeah, the he pointer shoot in the it. first place.
1: <laughs> Sarge. No. Oh my god! What? Okay, then it
0: goes on to Simmons. No. And then it's Covington. Yeah, Robert Covington Gosh. airballed a three pointer for the first shot of the NBA season. Wow. Okay, then. <laughs> All right. So Alfred Payton recorded a triple double on opening night. Yes, he did. How many opening night triple doubles have there been in NBA history? Oh, God. Uh, I'll give you a hint. It's more than one. I, I know, because Magic, <laughs> Magic Johnson had
1: that. <laughs> I don't know, actually. It's... Well,
0: make an educated guess. 10. No. It's higher. Higher? Yeah. Oh.
1: It's higher. Jeez. 25. Ooh, a little bit lower. Dang it. 23. little bit lower. 20. little higher. 21.
0: A <laughs> little higher. 22. <laughs> there you go. 22. Wow. 22. All right. Uh... You know what special feature the Golden State Warriors championship ring has?
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's like they can take it off. Yeah, and reverse they it. open up. Uh, like they reverse it. It's just so weird. Yeah, I don't. I back. really don't like it. But whatever. I don't really get the point. <laughs> There's like we it's have to make. Something we'd, cool. We have to make something different this
0: year because we're just gonna keep winning. So like. Yeah, but you know what they didn't make different this year. Their stupid championship banners. They're, oh, so, they're so boring. Oh my god, man! Yeah. I didn't realize. Like, how boring they were until a NBA Storyteller made a video about it last year that I happened to find. I don't know if you know who NBA Storyteller is on no, YouTube. No, I don't. But he, is, he, he is the best NBA YouTuber out there, and he does not get enough recognition. Really? Knocking in yes, fourth quarter? Yes. Yes. No, he, no, seriously. NBA Storyteller is, like, the best out there.
1: He, I'll check him
0: out. We. I have I have to show you a video of his after this. One of the shorter ones. Because they're also, like, really long, too. He takes forever to work on them. And very clearly does. But, um... So, yeah, I made a video about how boring the championship banners are for the Warriors. Oh, God. And it's like, it's not that hard to, like, superimpose, like, the championship trophy on them. Right. Like, it took him, like, two minutes to do it on Photoshop and, like, a little time lapse video of him doing it. (laughs) And just, they're so boring. It's literally just their logo and it says... The year. NBA champion 2017-18. Yeah. And that's the same one they've had for 2015 and 2017. It's just so bad. Whatever. Like... Mix it up, Warriors. Come they're, on. They're probably just
1: not trying because they're, they're moving fun. to San Francisco. Do fun. They're moving to San Francisco after this year, so the roots probably like, eh. I mean, like, whatever. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're probably gonna change it once they move to San Francisco. So. Yeah. That's be kind Last of season sad. in the Oracle. That's be kind of sad. Not gonna lie, but like at the same time, like you know what? Like that that Oracle needs an upgrade. Yeah, it's, def-
0: I think it's the uh, oldest uh, arena. Still in use in the NBA, I want to say. I wouldn't be surprised. It definitely needs some upgrades. I want to say it's like 50 years old. Just the
1: outside. Like, I've seen the outside in person.
0: It's not. You have? Yeah, I've
1: been to California. When did you go see the Warriors stadium? I don't remember. I didn't You're... go see it, but you, I drove by it.
0: Yeah, so you saw it. Yes, but I didn't go inside and like look at it. No, I know, I didn't, I didn't see that. I just... When did you do that? In California. No, when, not where. Oh my god, David! I don't remember you telling me this at all. (laughs) I yeah, I flew out to California with my uncle
1: and my Grayson, my mom.
0: I seriously don't remember you telling me that. Oh my god, okay. I'm sure you
1: have. I just don't remember that at all. Already then. (laughs) That's cool. That's cool though. Yeah, but I got to see it because um, my mom's aunt lives out and. Um, Oakland, and we get to drive right by it, and Oh my god, it looks bad from the outside. It's just when I, mean, I see
0: it on TV, it looks
1: bad, <laughs> <laughs> it looks worse though. It's just like okay. And they've I've, I've already people have already talked about the inside, just like it needs an upgrade. The books are like besters, and they're moving, so yeah, but it is loud. That's all that matters. The roracle, yeah. Wait, wait, what other questions?
0: Oh, that was that was, that was it. it. Okay, yeah. Whew. I was trying to find stuff about opening now. Let's see if I can I think of something fast, maybe. Um, no, I can't. You ask me a question for a change. I don't have anything, really. Alright. Um,
1: I don't don't think I really heard anything
0: interesting, like, like, really interesting. Ooh, I can't help with something. How many consecutive games have the Magic lost to the Hornets? Oh, God. (laughs) 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 I don't know. Probably a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. (laughs) 12 Yes, oh, it's wow.
1: twelve.
0: You actually guessed it I'm, first. I'm, try. I'm just like 12. I'm just trying to think. The last couple of years, like let's, nice. uh, let's kind of like an average number that would be. <laughs> nice job, Duncan. I like that. Wow. All right. Fine. I'll give uh, you. So, I'll give you something harder then, since you think you're so good well, now. I actually got a question now. No, how many free throws did Kemba Walker make against the Magic last year? <laughs> oh God, I don't know this. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Shot twenty six for twenty six. Oh God. That's just that's just bad.
1: <laughs> all right, how about this then? What is the Bulls? Yes. What is the Bulls' record all time against the Detroit Pistons? Now Ooh. that now that they lost last
0: night, what is their all time record? I'm not ever gonna guess this. See, the Bulls have been around since 1968. Yes, so that's like 50 years of playing Wait, each other.
1: 66, I think. Because the fifty year no, the fifty year
0: was fifty was last year. Oh yeah, wait yeah, I not know right, you're right. I don't know where you got sixty six from boy. Sorry. Yeah. So I mean that's like probably about four games a season, right? Right? Close enough. So four times fifty that's like two hundred ish, right? That's yeah, that's about two hundred. So that's like two hundred matchups. Okay, but uh, then you gotta count the playoffs too. Oh, I didn't know we were counting playoffs. all-time record, all-time record against the Pistons. Okay, I have no idea how many times they've played each other in the playoffs. All right, I'll give you the total amount of games,
1: if I can do math correctly here. It is (laughs) two 259
0: games. 259. Yeah. I'm going to guess that the Bulls are on the losing end of that. Yes. All right. From, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yes. So we'll go 100. I'm trying to do math in my head. I can't do that. (laughs) Okay, what's 259 divided by 2? 129.5, okay. So we'll go like 113 and whatever the number is left. (laughs) No, the Bulls have more wins. Really? Yeah. All right. We'll go 125. 125 whatever number is left. It's, nope. The Higher bowl, The lower bowl's have more wins. All right. 129. Yes, and? Once they're losing, come on, do the math. I guess it's 131. <laughs> no. I can't do math. 130. No, 130. Yeah. See, I can't, I can't do math in my head. Going to the game last night, both teams were 129 and 129 oh, no. against each other. Yeah, before uh, this 12-game losing streak the Magic had against the Hornets, we had the... Um, advantage in the series, um I think fifty to forty, and now Dang. it's fifty to fifty. <laughs> Dang, that that's just kind of which doesn't make any sense to me because he had like the Charlotte Hornets in the nineties, and then they moved to New Orleans. They had the Bobcats, and those those that record still counts against the Magic with the Bobcats. And the when the Hornets changed their name of the Pelicans, they gave <laughs> the horn the new Charlotte Hornets. Their records from the '90s through 2002 before they moved, Mm. which means that those wins and losses added on it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, and the same thing is going to happen when the Supersonics come back inevitably. It's the not going to be gonna, like
1: 2025, though. Yeah.
0: Well, The Thunder are going to give up all their history and it's going to go to the new Supersonics. There's going to be this weird gap in their history that's not going to make <laughs> any sense because some team like the Kings is going to relocate there. <laughs> yeah. They're going to have all that history from when they're the Kings, but then it's also going to have that weird S- Seattle stuff going on. It's not going to make any sense. Ugh.
1: I, I don't honestly, though, the Kings should absolutely move to Seattle. Like I, I don't. like You have four teams now in in California. It's just, it's, it's too much. Y'all don't need four teams. Like, you, have, you have the other championships, you got both LA teams, and then you got the Kings for some odd reason. So, like, move, move to Seattle. Yeah.
0: I didn't, I'm not a huge fan of renaming a team the Supersonics. <laughs> I, I don't know. Name them something else. Well, what else, though? I don't know. It's just stupid because it's not the Supersonics. <laughs> I guess. Uh, it's not going to be until, like, 2025,
1: though. Like, and they even talked about it's. Like, when that time comes around, there will be a team in Seattle, but it's going to be expansion. So. I'm fine with an expansion team being called the Supersonics. You're fine with that? Yeah. yeah that, okay, that's Because it's point. their own
0: team. That's my point. It's own, not that, a team my, that's relocating and okay, that, renaming themselves. That's my point, though. Like, yeah, it, when when they do expansion, I do want. I, I yeah, rather I'm add, fine add, with I'd, that. Yeah, I'm fine with them expanding and being called the Supersonics. But like, if a team like the Kings were to move there, it doesn't make any sense because they're not the Supersonics. That's true. They're that's, the Kings. That's true. The Supersonics already existed. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'll give you that. Should we name them the Storm? <laughs> they just won the WNBA championship. Yeah, I i just WNB playoffs is actually pretty interesting. I liked that. I just I'm like interested in what what's gonna be other teams like because you can't have 31 teams. Yeah, they need to add a second expansion. If team. If
1: anything, I think you might have to add six teams because it, it's gonna if you just do 32 teams, then one division is gonna 36 have
0: six is way too many though.
1: Well, no, but think about this. If you just I, know, I know what you're saying because but... then you have one division is gonna have six teams and that just doesn't work. Or you could just rework divisions.
0: But how though? It's, I just, don't know. You can't. This there's, there's no way to do. Maybe it. You just get rid of divisions and just do by conference. Okay, yeah,
1: if you do now, if that happens, and yeah, i will be happier. But then you have to figure out, you know, who's gonna who's gonna play,
0: who how many times. I assume that. just geographically, whichever has the shortest travel time. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. It's just I'm just thinking like because if you if you had
1: six teams and every division has six. T- 16% yeah. I, I like it just
0: better that way than Just in my thought process but you know, I would think that They would Like if there was expansion Like you'd have like Seattle And Las Vegas And Las then Vegas And then you would move The Grizzlies over to the Eastern Conference Please Please do that Because they're in the East I don't understand how They're in the West Because they're of... in Vancouver Before It's just so stupid though like, They're still like, the... the furthest West Out of any teams That are in the East Right. Yeah. But, I mean. They're I, about as close to being west as east can get because Memphis is on the Mississippi River, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's it's just but weird. But they're east. <laughs> but like New Orleans is like
1: in. I, I just. Whatever. It's weird. The west just. I feel like it's so weird with me. Like the west, I feel like takes over more of the country. It does. It <laughs> and, does. Then, and then just the east is just like, we're all on this east coast over here. Mm-hmm. We're, you're not catching us. Well, whatever. It's fun.
0: Yeah. we got so off topic yeah we're supposed to close it <laughs> out with Shroomy we start talking about expansion and divisions yeah. and conferences we should probably end this episode <laughs> yeah so I, I think that will uh, end it for this episode of the underscore NBA news podcast follow us on twitter at the underscore NBA news pod you can follow me David Bernauer on twitter at David of Bernauer. You can follow Mr. Duncan White over there at Hyperhorse14 for all of our NBA opinions and updates on the podcast. And if you'd like some more up-to-date NBA news rather than this, I guess now, a once every two months podcast. Don't worry, we'll be doing more of these. Yeah. Um, we can uh, You go follow us on Instagram at the underscore NBA news where we post new stuff every day. And as for you listeners, you guys should go out and have a good day because I don't want you to have a bad day because that's not any fun. So have a great day.